got no kinfolk around these parts. All I had was my sister. <laughs> she was the only one ever loved me. Keep your head held high, just like mom taught us. Now it's okay. That was from The Color Purple. On this episode of Why Watch That. Why Watch That's on a quest to help you find the movies and TV shows you'll love. Buckle in. Not long after the turn of the 20th century in the state of Georgia, Sister Celie, played by Felicia Pearl and Posse, and Nettie, played by Halle Bailey, have an unshakable bond. Today, our teacher taught us about a place called Africa. She say our mamas come from Queens over there. That means that we royalty. But their sisterly refuge will be upended by the appearance of Mr., played by Coleman Domingo. Afternoon. I need me a wife. Even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. And that will be tested after Mr. takes Celie as his wife, much to his own chagrin. After all, when he approached Celie's and Nettie's father, who's played by Dion Cole, he asked for Nettie's hand in marriage. But Nettie was much too valuable to give away to such a man. So Mr. had to settle for Celie, who had already experienced the terrible misdeeds of her father on a consistent basis something that Nettie never had to endure before Celie left to live with Mr. With Celie out of the house, though, the dynamic between Nettie and her daddy takes a turn for the much worse, forcing her from her father's house and into the protection of Celie and Mr. Shortly thereafter, though, Mr. seizes his chance to have the sister he always desired. It doesn't end well. Get off my land! You... I'll rat you every day! And now, eight years later in 1917, Celie, now played by Fantasia Barino, has grown used to Mr.'s threatening ways. But that's not the case with everybody, starting with a firecracker who goes by the name of Sophia, played by Danielle Brooks. After falling in love with Mr.'s son Harpo, played by Corey Hawkins, Sophia takes it upon herself to say hello to Mr. and his father, who's played by Louis Gossett Jr., and things quickly take a turn. You seem like trouble. I come here out of respect. But if there ain't nothing to get, that show ain't nothing to get. And after that display, all Mr. wants to say is, go. And he'd really want her to go if he knew what she had to say to Celie. How come you so nice? I don't know. Maybe you too nice. And maybe all that's about to change after an earth-shattering presence comes back into Mr.'s life. The true love of his life, Shug Avery, played by Taraji P. Henson. And from there, Shug surprisingly takes an interest in Celie. She finds a way to help Celie express who she really is inside. How come you don't laugh none? Ain't you got something to make you just smile? My sister. And I ain't seen her in the hills. Well, if you ain't gonna laugh, you need to sell your funny bone. <laughs> and that laugh is the beginning of the end of who Celie's always been. From opening her own store to reconciling her past, she finds the resolve to make a change in her life and to reconnect with the only person who ever returned her love. I know my sister somewhere in the world. 
Someday, we're gonna meet again. It's time I be free from you and then turn to creation. I'd die before I let that happen. Good. That's just a going away present I've been needing. <laughs> and with that, changes abound for Celie and for everyone else in her orbit. It's time for you to see the world. There's gonna be some changes made. Put it on. This ain't me. Hush. We need to look like we belong. Let's see the smile and color. <gasps> Sweet and loving God. And when Celie finally becomes who she was always meant to be, she'll have the confidence to accept what her sister always knew was the truth. Dear Celie, we are more than just kings and queens. We are at the center of the universe. All right, the color purple. We're going to delve into that shortly. Like a blade of grass and a honeybee. Yes. Like a waterfall. I'm just making that up. I don't even know what they say. And that song, that would be completely wrong. <laughs> Oh my goodness, guys. Listen. Get the church hats out. <laughs> Get your hymnals. <laughs> you know that David Allegreer is in this as the preacher. You know, oh, Shook's father. That has to be fun. Now keep in mind, David Allen Greer can sing. He he's been on Broadway and you know, singing and all of that, which I actually saw almost shocking at first. Because he was sporting life in Porgy and Bess. Right. And they brought that to Broadway. It was almost shocking. So I was like, can he sing sporting life? Yes. He can. But he sings the way you think he would. Mm-hmm. Think of it that way, but it but it's still good. Like, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digressing. Go ahead, producer. You can yes. see I'm very excited for this yes. Christmas Day spectacle. Woo-hoo-hoo. This is a gift to all of us. But but I just gave it away. When, how can we see this movie, producer? <gasps> On Christmas Day in theaters everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, I said, before so, we get in, yeah. Yeah, we, just, we just, we just went, we came in love. Obviously, we're full of the holiday spirit. Um, but a couple of things, guys, holiday spirit. We love you guys. We love your likes, shares, comments. Oh, wow. We appreciate, we do. We appreciate all that you have Um all of the energy that you've added to the why watch that universe and ecosystem over this um this last year and we just wanted to thank you look we always thank you but this is a special holiday thank you yeah um, now, producer, i'm gonna tell you you look like you're shrinking on screen to the people <laughs> <laughs> it is by the way producer as you adjust yourself <laughs> you, hopefully we'll do we are releasing this on christmas eve so we're in the, a festive mood and you know maybe people will go out to the theater to see this i don't know but tell us producer because let's remind everybody i'm the critic i've seen it i will review it you're the producer you've not seen it but you will give your impression of yes. what you saw in the plot summary and what i said yes now, you have to be honest and let the people know that you live in new york city you have never seen the color purple musical on broadway when it was there twice by the way yeah terrible I know it happens. Oh my gosh. But you've seen the original movie? Yes, I've seen the original movie. So this one is based on both, on the stage musical and the movie. Yes. And then of course the book by extension. Mm -hmm. So tell us, watching that plot summary, knowing what you know about the story and being excited about the music you've kind of heard, but not really. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be willing to go out on Christmas day or sometime after that 
to see it in the theater. So would I be part of a group of people who encouraged me to go out and see it um, after Christmas? Because I will not be going out on Christmas Day. Yes. Would I lead the charge of said group to say color purple? No, I wouldn't. Lead the charge. <laughs> I wouldn't. But I would go if some people were like, oh, Brandy, you want to go see color purple with us? Yes, I'm, I'm totally down. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to see it in a theater or at home? So if I was going to watch it with like a group of people in a theater, mm. if it was just going to be like me, if I was going to wait for it to stream, I could wait for it to But why can't you watch it at home when it's available with a group of people? You could. I guess that's a thing too. Now, with that illumination, let's talk about this. I have seen The Color Purple on Broadway. I saw the original cast with LaShawns and so on. Have you seen the movie? You mean the original? <laughs> I mean, that goes without saying. Yes, I've oh, seen that. Um, yes, directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah and all of them. Yes, I've I've seen that actually more than once. Yes. Um, back to what I was saying. So I've, I saw the original Broadway cast. Um, and then I saw it on tour, actually. And it was a tour that Fantasia performed in every now and then on certain legs, but not the one I saw. I saw it at NJ Pack, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And Kanita R. Miller was mm-hmm. uh, Seeley then. Now, Kanita's a stage veteran. Um, she tore that up, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. right now, in that theater. And you've heard Kanita. You know. You haven't seen her in this role. You know mm-hmm. she will she can, like, Yeah, she can go. <laughs> Yes. So all of that leads us to this. Um, Now, Fantasia, of course, performed this in various venues um, throughout the years, was on this Tony stage doing the big song, you know, I'm here, Mm -hmm. and nailed it. Completely by her Mm ceiling. So here she is in this wonderful movie that I said was a gift to us all. Now, let me tell you the deal. Okay. <laughs> I need more mm. from this movie. Okay. This is a musical. And here's a problem with musicals. Like a lot of people say, I don't like musicals. Mm-hmm. Some people just don't like musicals. But to check that, let me ask you, do you like Sound of Music? Do you like Wizard of Oz? Do you like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Going, yeah, I like those. Did you like Hamilton? Then you like musicals. You just don't like bad ones. And there are a lot of mediocre to bad musicals that people pawn off as good. Musicals are some of the hardest things to uh, pull off as art. Some of the hardest because you have three disciplines typically in a musical working together. Acting, singing, and dancing. And all of the stuff that comes with that from the creative team and so on. It is a high wire act. And to do it, your transitions have to be right. They must. In and out of the song producer in this movie, I don't know what the transitions were. Mm. If you're going to start singing, you have to build up to singing. In musicals, we sing when we can no longer speak and we dance when we can no longer sing. This is why so many people go, I don't like you know, musical. 
because they don't do it right. Hmm. Go to Sound of Music, for instance. Okay. When we go to black, when we cut to black, it's after a huge moment and you earn it. Mm-hmm. Okay, when she's singing the sound of music, oh, who knows where she is in the mountains? The hills are alive. Mm-hmm. You get uh, cut to black because Julie Andrews and the song and everything else earns it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to use the music to tell the story. It is a character in and of itself. If you do it right, the people will go along with you. I was baffled. It felt a little like today, producer, mm-hmm. when it comes to contemporary music, where they aren't complete thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like they start and then end. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you examples. No, please don't. You can all, because you know who I'm going to say. <laughs> but we all, so I remember this started happening maybe around eight years ago. So I was listening going, wait, that's not a full song. Hmm. <laughs> You didn't complete the thought. Some t- until really I'm here when Fantasia's singing, you're like, oh, here it comes. Stop. Next. <laughs> oh, wow. Badly. And Fantasia knows what she's doing with this. Mm-hmm. So, and the dog agrees. So see, that's, that's the thing. It's kind of like, oh, and because they want to get nominations, they have to introduce new music, right? You can't get like an Oscar nomination for best song and so on by doing music that was created for other things. So they actually, unlike the stage musical, they do have Sista in here, like the original movie. Okay, everybody likes that. They do this thing with God's trying to tell you something that didn't really work with Taraji and David Allen Greer. Because that's at the end of the original movie where they're coming out of the church, it's the end of the movie. No, it's just like this, intimate moment between the two of them. I didn't need that. Um, so that's the thing. It's these transitions. And I, and the, the usage of Fantasia, I just, I don't know. You have to watch it to, to find out what's happening. And like I was saying, the changes from the original music, they confused me too. Because there are two moments in the musical I remember, even now. They're both gone in this movie. I'm like, this. these were inspired ways to tell this story. One is uh, the song My Prayer in the stage musical, which is how we understand Celia and Nettie's relationship in the context of their father and mister. It introduces him. We get to know who he is. We get to see how they try to stay connected. It's a great, great moment in the in the show. It actually gets you into it after all of the opening stuff, that's really the moment when you settle in, gone. And and then if you're gonna do that, okay, because they wanna show some of this more than sing it, you gotta earn that. And again, then you have an even harder task of transitioning. When you have central male, male characters like these, let's get real. The central ones are either monsters or buffoons. That's what they are. Okay. If you're going to do that, you better earn it. They better really be a monster. We didn't have that question in the 1985 movie. Here, I didn't buy any of it. 
Now, there is a moment in the second half where I did buy one moment where he, you know, really gives it to Seeley and she knocks down some stuff. Like, okay, that should have been from the beginning if you want to set this up. Why are y'all shying away from it? If you want to shy away from it, tell a different story. Okay. Now, is this me seeing myself on screen? Absolutely not. Never. Mm-hmm. But I, th- that's just one thing. And I'm just going to talk about this, everybody, because I have a lot in my head about the color purple. So again, they're trying, it seems like they're trying to go after some awards. Okay. And instead of like my prayer, when I lay me down to sleep, I will say my prayer. It's a great song. And it's a duet. They have great harmony. And they could have used that to transition from the younger Celia and Nettie in the movie to the older, the easily. Because Sierra, as old Nettie, comes in at the end. Why is she even here? Just to say, hey, sister, what you gonna do? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that's my point. It's like, oh, here she comes. Her, a squeak. Why? First of all, it's strange to cast her as squeak. That's not her voice. They just cut all the squeak stuff. Cut it. Wow. So why is she called squeak? Why, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sophia still does her thing to her. Weird. I'm like, uh, you cast it her. And really her, you're almost like, oh, is it, oh, that's her in the movie. Great, like, physical transformation from her, you know, stage persona. Strange. She does get to sing in uh, Miss Seeley's pants. So when she opens up her shop, you know, it's this kind of thing in musicals where they go, oh, we got to pick the audience up a bit. Let's do a fun song. I hate stuff like this. Unless they do it really well. Like Miss Seeley's pants. So she does get to sing there. I was like, oh, there she goes. And there she goes. (laughs) Why? Why? I don't understand it. It makes no sense. You know what, producer? That the... The one musical that nailed that kind of song is Hairspray. When they do Welcome to the 60s. Don't you let nobody try to steal your fun because a little touch of lipstick never hurt no one. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what they got here. Like that song, Welcome to the 60s, whenever people watch, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. It like lifts you up. Lifts you back up, yeah. They tried it. It's not that Miss Seeley's pants is bad. It's just... And the way they did it in the musical, I was kind of like, okay, this is like what a really good youth theater would do. Mm. They might do better. Mm. They might. But anyway, so there's no my prayer. Instead, they have Keep It Moving, which Hallie co-wrote. It's cute. They're out along the coast. It ain't telling the story. Do, 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 do. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. People are getting slapped. <laughs> <laughs> Among other things, that's some of the best things that can happen to them. <laughs> <sighs> so that's one missing thing. 
another thing, the other part of the stage musical, I was like, I was excited to see how they would do it because I knew how I would do it on film. It's a great opportunity to use that visual medium. And it's when uh, finally Celie gets access to Nettie's letters and starts reading them. And Nettie is in Africa telling her the whole thing. So they have that in the stage musical where Nettie sings the letters. They have this whole dance thing, you're in Africa. Great. Okay, great. Gone. Because I thought they were gonna use Celie. Yeah, you were yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's weird. Why? Hmm. If you're gonna do use it, Africa, you, got, you, yeah. you got music. And it, it actually is a, it's a great, it's a great song for Nettie. Why not have Sierra sing that? The dear mm. Celie, oh I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean she is a singer. And that role was played by Renee Elise Goldsberry in the original Broadway cast. Mm-hmm. It was in Hamilton. Everybody mm-hmm. knows one mm-hmm. Tony for that. Mm-hmm. So no, they give us a glimpse of Africa. And I was like, oh, here it comes. You get the colors of Africa, the dance on the you know coast. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess they said, sorry, Sierra, we don't need you <laughs> for that. We just need your name. We need your name. We need her, that name. And so on. Mm. I just thought they were playing at it. And speaking of playing at it, so the daddy is, you know, you know what kind of character he is. He's in the color purple. So I was looking at the dad going, who is that? And I wasn't buying it. I was like, who is that? It's Dion Cole. Why? Mm. Why are you casting Dion in this role? That doesn't make sense. Mm. Coleman Domingo as Mr. Doesn't quite do it for me either. Hmm. They really cut Mr. Down musically. I don't know if that's because they didn't want Coleman doing it. Because that might explain not having my prayer. Because mm. he has a part in there where he's singing about wanting Nettie. But they give Coleman a part of another song from the stage musical. They replace it, though. Where he like sees Nettie as it's trying to court her. They let Coleman sing that. I just didn't, I didn't get it. Mm. I didn't get that. Also, there's a Greek chorus essentially in the show, the church ladies. Gone. Mm-mm. Oh. These are opportunities. Yeah. To put them on the screen. Mm. Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to the choreography, the opening choreography, because, you know, they're going to church. You have that kind of song. And that's where the church ladies start. Mm-hmm. And I thought we were going to get them, but, you know. So during that, they have, I think the best choreography in the movie was at the opening. It reminded me of Alvin Ailey's Revelations. Mm-hmm. But it's not as good as Revelations. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. echoed it a bit to me. I thought it was good. Um, the rest of the choreography was serviceable. Hmm. That's what I would call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know. But again, I did think the second hour was more successful overall. 
They started to land the dramatic moments a bit more. They had a bit more depth. Because that's what you'll find. They just gloss over it. It's like, well, if you're taking out music, then you got to go deep. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But starting with uh, when Celie goes with Sophia into town, that's where it starts. It kind of is where it needed to begin in that moment. Okay. And grow from there. It's just too disjointed to really work as a musical here. There isn't a consistent rhythm. It's just, we it's strange. It's just mm -hmm. weird. And you know, when it comes to musicals, I'm going to find the problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, no, you didn't do that. Right. <laughs> no, you build in the song, you build in the dance, then you have to come down. Or if it's a button, you earn that sucker. Because mm -hmm. then we close curtains. Right. Okay, like like when you go into intermission, intermission and Aida. Oh yeah. yeah. See, you know, <laughs> yeah. and the audience is like, oh, and we're at intermission, mm -hmm. intermission of ragtime. Mm -hmm. I remember I didn't even have thoughts about ragtime the <laughs> musical. I was paying attention to them so much. Mm -hmm. The person next to me was like, "How you like it at intermission?" I was like, <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I was supposed, I wasn't even thinking about it." <gasps> no. Mm -hmm. And that's why so many people go, I don't like musicals. Mm -hmm. This is why. Mm. Now, let me come back to the performances. I know this is a rambling review. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and there are coals in our stockings. <laughs> now, this isn't terrible, by the way. It's just a missed opportunity. opportunity yeah. And this is what happens when everybody wants to talk about, oh, it's about, you know, sisterhood and overcoming. And blah, blah, blah. It ain't good, though. It's all right. Why do we need this? We're introducing it to new uh, generations this way. Hmm. Taraji as Suge Avery. I think that Taraji and the sound engineer did some good work together. Yes. Okay. Yes. Push the button wasn't bad. Hmm. She and the sound engineer got it together. And I mean that. Um, contrast that to when you hear Fantasia do I'm here toward the end of the movie, you'll hear it's not the sound engineer. Actually watching that producer, I was like, did they blend her live with the studio? Mm. That was my thought. Because mm -hmm. Fantasia, if you haven't seen her live, she was doing what she does live. I didn't see her in Color Purple, but I did see her in another Broadway musical. She will do the church clap when she's singing. She mm -hmm. was doing that in the movie. I was like, now I can't imagine that she recorded that and then timed it on set right 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 and you can kind of hear her see mm -hmm. that's the thing mm -hmm. taraji's not that kind of singer she's not a singer mm -hmm. she can belt and you got to help her because when you get to sister you can hear she doesn't have a mix can't do it mm -hmm. she needs to belt but mm -hmm. push the button you heard some of that in the plot summary belting it out sound engineer lifting it correcting it. And I don't even like that song that much. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. I thought overall Taraji was trying to have fun. You could see it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that effort. Um, 
one thing they did that was smart for her character in the stage musical, there's this song that she's singing to Seely, uh, too beautiful for words. They didn't give it to Taraji to sing it to Seely. They made it one of her character's hit songs. Mm. So you hear it playing in the background. I thought that was smart because mm. that song to me is, every time I listen to it, I want to like it more than I do. Cause it's the way they the melody of it is choppy. It's just like that. I remember the first time I heard it in on Broadway, I was sitting in there going, but they change it a bit and put it in the background here. That was a smart change. I'll see, I'll give them that much. Uh Taraji is, you know, what Taraji's doing. And her whole thing with, with daddy, you know, she she brings her all of her girlishness out. Oh, daddy. You know, it's every time she sees him, he's like, <laughs> you'll see. It was all right. Um, Danielle as Sophia. Sorry. See, Felicia P. Fields, who originated the role on Broadway, is this Sophia? It's hard to combat that. I remember before I went to Broadway and Oprah was promoting it, of course, she produced that. She is producing this. And that was when she had her talk show. She had Sophia's song, Hell No. Because mm -hmm. she knew. Now, one thing I do want to say to them, they made a mistake in the original music, the musical, in naming this. Hell no. They should have taken a book out of a chorus line. You don't <laughs> call the song, it's punchline. Yeah. In chorus line, it's dance There's 10, 10 looks looks three. three. And so, you know, when people <laughs> yeah. watch, if you don't know the show, you it kicks you. It when kicks you. you. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to say what it is. <laughs> right. But like people like literally <laughs> just kind of laugh and jump out of their seats when they hear it the first time. Yes. I remember I went with my mother to see it. Uh-huh. And I was like, have you heard this song before? Mm -hmm. No, what is? I was like, nope. Nope. You'll yeah, you gotta out. hear it. Yeah. And the first time she heard it, she turned to me and went, oh. what? <laughs> <laughs> That's they should have called this something like uh something else. Uh-huh. Yeah, something else. Mm -hmm. Just pick some other part of the song and call it that. Yeah. It didn't land in this mm. movie. The hell no didn't land. <sighs> no, it's not Felicia. Mm. See, when Felicia says it, you buy it. Mm. Danielle's a bit younger and it comes across that way, which is right for the character, mm -hmm. but you have to feel older. Mm -hmm. She should feel older than Celie. Mm -hmm. She should. Um, now, in the second hour, Danielle does what she needs to do. Uh, that's some tricky stuff. Um, fine. See, a lot of this, I'm just going, mm, you know, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, I talked about Coleman. Corey as Harpo. See, what they did, one of Mr. Songs from the original musical, they gave to Harpo and changed the lyrics when he's building his juke joint where mm -hmm. Suga's going to come. A throwaway. Mm. Corey's, Corey knows what he's doing, you know. He's trying to do something as this character. <laughs> okay, we take it from Mr. Talking about how I'm gonna work you on my land. 
to, okay, we're building this. Let's do a bit of a dance with some, you know, floorboards. Hmm. Okay. Talked about her and Sierra. Again, they just use them. Just like Auntie Lou Ellis is their mother. She's, you know, there and gone. Whoopi makes a cameo. You'll see that, but that's a cameo. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, John Batiste is Shug's eventual husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a mm-hmm. lot of, okay, let's just put these people in the cast. Mm. Uh, talked about Dion as well. When it comes to, and Davy Allen Grill took care of him. When it comes to Halle Bailey and Felicia Pearl in Posse. I think they did a good job. Um, I do. I almost wanted to wanted them to give them more from the stage musical because they could handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my thing about that. Yeah, I think they 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 do their jobs. They really do. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves Fantasia. You see, this is something where Fantasia, if they do it right, could have had an argument for like an Oscar. They didn't do it. Like I, I said it before. She starts singing and you're like, oh, and then it, it I'm so mm-hmm. frustrated by it. Oh no. Mm. Oh no. But she does, they do let her go when I'm here. I'm glad they didn't do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know. She just has a feel for the role in the music, though. She just does. Yeah. Mm. So I think that she is a highlight of this, um, even though they get in her way. All right, I'm done talking about this. Okay. Uh, producer, any questions or comments about that? No, I mean, this was an interesting, in-depth, um, just kind of breakdown of something that we've, you know, heard about, seen probably multiple times. And some people may even be wondering why are we doing this again? Um, but like when you said at the top, it's a combination of the movie and the musical. So it does make it a little. No, because they didn't execute it right. So they didn't that's the execute thing. it right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you gotta knock people out, I don't know how many times I have to say this. You have to lay them out. Mm-hmm. You have the ingredient. You have Fantasia. You can yeah, lay them out. Yeah. You can lay them out. If these people <laughs> you casted can't sing it, find somebody who can. Mm-hmm. Instead of going for names, it's a bunch of names. And then they're yeah, not using them. It seems like, which is even stranger. Yeah. Let's yeah. get her, but a squeak. Mm. Her could be Nettie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take her to Africa. Mm-hmm. Dear Seely, mm-hmm. oh, I love you. See, <laughs> mm. you missed it. You can have me do it. I'll do it a one-man no, show. I'll do all the time. <laughs> but I will not be wearing wigs or anything else. It'll just be like this. I will do the whole thing. <laughs> so with that said, this Christmas, everybody, <laughs> look, I when it comes to musicals, I'm trained in this. So I'm very picky. And I will spot the problems. So that's me. You've heard that perspective. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who just goes, eh, you know, I kind of like this music. I kind of like the story. Go ahead. I don't like the story. Some of the music I like. And there you go with the color purple. I've seen enough 
mm. of the color purple. Mm. So produce it with that. Do you think this would be the way you want to be introduced to this musical? I mean, not necessarily, but I'd still go see it. Like it's a different format. You know, a musical on screen is different than a musical on stage. So yeah, it is. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> but you know, if some if there's like somebody performing it on stage and it's some people who can sing. You'd recommend that one over this one. Mm-hmm. That's where I would go. Mm-hmm. And with that, everybody, go away and enjoy your holiday. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at WhyWatchThat.com. And while you're at it, Don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.